Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello and welcome to Nine Bob Note. I am Paul. And I'm Ken. Good afternoon, Ken. Good afternoon, Paul. It's your turn. What have you got? Are drag queens damaging our kids? Well, it's difficult to know. I knew that drag queens had to get uh, pulled into the NBN vortex at some point. Lay out your stall. You'll be pleased here that this isn't... It's a backdoor route into getting me to watch RuPaul, isn't yeah, it? You will, you will be, uh, we'll be doing a RuPaul's Drag Race marathon at some point in the future. But not today. This is a story that's been sort of rumbling along for a little while. And quite recently, it's picked up a bit of pace. And it's along the lines of there is a group of drag queens who have a a sort of traveling theater company, Mm. if you will. And what they do is they go around to local libraries around the UK and they do a story time. Mm -hmm. The kids go along and these are usually men in drag. Obviously, women can do drag as well. But um, these drag queens go along and, and read stories to the kids. Yes. And there's been a bit of a uproar about this. People wanting them banned, you know, obviously, rather than just saying, I, I don't want my children to be there, so I'm not going to take them. Uh, campaigning for them to be banned. Quite a number of libraries have had to face uh, sort of threats uh, and, uh, and uh, various outcries on social media. And the crux of it is that exposing children to men in drag is essentially paedophilia and it's going to damage them for life. I have one <laughs> word to say to that. Pantomimes. Yes, this is <laughs> this is exactly where we're going. I mean, I don't because I hate pantomimes, but <laughs> but but as a as a culture, we've been taking our children along mm. to Christmas pantomimes and, and non-Christmas pantomimes for years, and they almost always have some element of a man dressed up in yeah. a women's costume, and it's very entertaining. We've had drag queens on TV since the 70s. Well, possibly. Lily Savage. Lily, yeah. I mean, Lily Savage is the one. Um, there's got to, Sissy and Ada, for God's yes. sake. Yeah, and you could argue that that was more aimed at an adult audience. Mm. It wasn't smutty. You, your kids could have watched it, and a lot of the jokes and the comments would have gone over their heads. But, you know, they weren't outrageous, were they? I'm just trying to think now. They must have been. Biggins is the one that comes to mind. <laughs> he must have been on telly when we were kids. Oh, no There must doubt. have been other men dragged up. There must have been. Rod, Jane and Freddie, they used to drag up all the time. <laughs> yeah. Lily Savage presented Blankety Blank. Mm. You know, which is... A, a- character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't hold with that argument at all, that it's uh, damaging kids. I mean, the whole point... I'm very big on storytelling to kids. I just think it's just a way of engaging their imagination and their love of literature in whatever way you, you get them involved in it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But books and language and expression, if this is another doorway into opening books to kids, bring it on. Yeah. They either like it or they don't. Kids will tell you whether they don't like something. Kids have got a great sensor for what they don't like. Mm. They might not necessarily know why they don't like it. I remember being terrified of Metal Mickey. (laughs) I have no idea why. Not a clue. 
I think it was probably the robotic voice. Mm. He had a very robotic, harsh voice. And I seem to remember in one episode, he had a girlfriend called Matilda who was made out of a washing machine. <laughs> and she had this horrible, like, oh, God. I mean, it's, as a child, I just knew that I didn't like it. I was mm. terrified of the Hoover. Why? <laughs> Makes no sense. But I'm sure that if you put children in a room with a couple of drag queens who were reading stories and they didn't like it, they'd soon let you know. Yeah, exactly. And and as you say, if you took kids along to a library on a Saturday morning and someone random just sat there, you know, but perhaps one of the librarians, mm. sat there and read them a book, a few people would like it, depending on how you know, engaging the, the reader was. But it probably wouldn't catch on. Whereas if you, you've got these you know, drag queens in huge, you know, ridiculous costumes, speaking in this silly, mm. you know, high-pitched voices, way, exaggerated, yeah. bringing a bit of entertainment and putting on the voices for the for the stories. That's going to get a lot more people engaged. Not one of those children is going to be saying, oh, hold on a second, that, that was a man dressed in women's clothes. Maybe I should dress in women's clothes as well. Maybe I'm a, a transgender. Because that's how women look in real life, isn't it? With a big gingham dress and a wig on and exaggerated makeup. Exactly. Mm. If drag queens dressed as actual as mm. normal women, then there'd be no point because it wouldn't be entertained. That the drag queens are there to entertain people by the way that they do their makeup and their dress. I'm assuming they're not going highly sexualized in mini skirts with uh, you know chicken fillet tits and um, beautifully done hair and makeup to to look good for the kids. I'm assuming it is panto drag. It, yes, it's cam cam <laughs> yes. drag rather than uh, because I mean yeah there are elements of drag which you see which you will see when we watch oh, Drag Race, where they do really, really, you know, pull out all the stops. And uh, I mean, Lily Savage, for example, was a, a prostitute by by trade. Uh, and, but she would, she would never have said that on Blankety Blank no. or on, a, you know, any of the children's programs or, you know, like on the Royal Variety performance mm. where, you know, there's a time and a place. These drag queens aren't, aren't talking to the kids about what they do when they go out clubbing or, you know, or, or anything. To, they're reading stories from carefully chosen children's books. It's Well, turning that scenario on its head, <laughs> I mean, I've been asked many times over the years, would you read a story to my, my child? Mm. Uh, you know, and, and on several occasions, would you read a bedtime story to my child? Well, there's an element of trust there. But can you imagine if I suddenly offered my services to go into libraries and schools to read stories to the children? <laughs> I'm 44 years old and a man. Um, not really a vacancy. Weirdo. Did you see that guy come in before? Offering to read stories to the kids. What's all that about? Yeah. So anything could have a sinister connotation. Yes. But the fact is that these people who are campaigning against the drag queens, despite the fact that they would be the people who would be, mm. who would be looking at you saying, mm, yeah, I'm not sure about this, but they would, they would rather have you to do it than these, these drag queens, even though there's part of them that suspects there's something very dodgy about you. But- <laughs> we want a pedo. <laughs> Or two drag queens who then must be pedo. Yeah. I mean, why would they do it otherwise? Yeah. It's the first thing you do when you want to get into kids' knickers is to dress up in drag and go around to all the schools. <laughs> it's a normal thing to do. The way people's minds work, I mean, mm. even just, just having or playing that <laughs> scenario, it demonstrates the level of paranoia that we've got to with society yes. that 
if I read stories to kiddies, it would be seen as pedo. <laughs> yeah. You know, rather than just being a nice thing to do to entertain the kiddos. It's a, uh, that's where we've got to. There's somebody lurking behind every tree that's going to mm. get you. They're going to rape you or kill you or rip you off or do you in or the world's just not that bad. No, there is that element because we've been like that with our kids. When we were kids, and we've you know, we talked about this quite a lot recently, when we were kids, we would get up in the morning, you know, have some breakfast, and then quite often just wander out of the house to find a friend's, friends to play with, mm. you know, wandering around. We didn't have phones to let them, you know, let the parents know yeah. where we were, or we didn't have phones where they could check, <laughs> you know, they could track our mm. movements. We didn't know what time it was in, for coming back. We just came back when we were hungry. And that was fine. There is now a huge paranoia. If When our kids who have got phones and have got all this stuff, so we, can, we know where they are mm. every second of the day. But there's still something in the back of my mind when they say, can I go out? Well, where are you going? Who are you going with? What time are you going, going back? And that's not because we don't trust the kids. It's because there's, there's this sinister element. And I don't know whether that is just because as a society, there are more weirdos out there. Or whether we just maybe know more about them. Yeah. I think, well, they, logically, they've always been there. They're just mm. more accessible now because of certainly social media, you know. Yeah. The access to material that you never had when we were, you know, there's all sorts of things on, on the internet that <laughs> I'm still constantly surprised they exist at all. <laughs> but out there, the, the world is a dark place. There are corners of it, but mm. the corners of the world, it's not the world as a whole. Yeah. But it does lure you into that. Oh God, oh God. And I've been there, I've done it myself. I've done it myself. So I'm not going to hark back to halcyon days where, <laughs> oh, none of us locked our doors and we all stopped out. We, <laughs> yeah. we drank water out of puddles and ditches and <laughs> yeah. we never died. I'm, I'm not that. Yeah. You know, I'm not that far. But uh, I just think you're sending your children into a library. <laughs> yes. How much paedophilia is going to go on in a bloody library in full view of everybody? Yeah. What they're really getting at. Oh, you don't want them to become trans. Yes. Right. And and it's very it's it's similar to the uh, the argument that is always oh I don't I don't mind gay people I just don't want it to, I just don't want them talking about it in front of my kids because that's how people become gay they hear other people talking about it and it's the same thing now with the with the trans argument the fact that when our 4 year old daughter goes out to play around at her friend's house who's a boy and everyone's like oh is he your boyfriend are you going to kiss him are you going to get married that's fine. That's not forcing her to be straight. But but if we said that about a girl, mm. or yeah, people don't decide to become gay. People don't decide to become trans. Mm. And we we've, we've had this discussion when um, when we've been talking about the uh, sport thing, the, 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 you know, the idea that these people would go through years and years of horror of having to come out to their family and friends to have to change the way they look, the way they dress, to go through medical procedures just so they can play sports in a competition they might have a better chance. No one would choose that. It goes back to what we were talking about, where would you choose to mm. be gay? But knowing that I am gay and knowing how my life has turned out, I would, if I could go back, I would choose to be gay. Mm. But I didn't choose. 
And nobody chooses to be trans. And certainly nobody has ever looked at a drag queen <laughs> and thought, oh my God, I thought I was a little boy, but actually I want to be like Lily Savage. <laughs> so it wasn't all those years of listening to Steps and S Club 7 that weaned you onto cock, was it? It was. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was. You very, very down. gradually and slowly, yeah. Just, uh, just got indoctrinated until, oh God, I'm, can I stop listening to it if I just come out? Well, <laughs> well, no, actually. No, you have to listen to it for the rest of your life. Yeah, you have to listen to it more now. It's, it's on your official soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good point, but I'm constantly surprised at what people think. Yeah, basically I'm, they've got too much time on that. <laughs> well, I've been surrounded by football my entire life. Mm. I still can't stand it. And yes. It bores the arse off me. Uh, no matter how much I try, there's even only the vaguest flicker of enthusiasm for what the end result is in things mm. like the World Cup. You can skip the 100 minutes of <laughs> yeah. of play Real. acting and, uh, yeah, and rolling around on the pitch pretending that your ankle's on fire or something. You, know, you can <laughs> just get to the end result where England lose. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's it. Nobody ever says anything about anything else. There's so many examples in children's TV programmes, you know. That's not how kids' minds work. They make up their own mind, as you said, about what they're going to do as they're going through. And it changes all the time. It changes all the time about what they're going to be. It changes all the time about who who they like, who they don't like. And as they grow older, it changes who, they, who they're attracted to, how they want to dress. And sometimes that is influenced by other people. Certainly things like how you dress might be influenced by what you see in other people. Or- yeah, well, it will be. Yeah, it is. I mean, you need to look at peer pressure. That's yeah. the only reason that I won't watch RuPaul's Drag Race is because <laughs> I, I'm terrified it's going to convert me that all I want to dress as is Widow Twanky. That will be it. That will. You, you, you're trying to indoctrinate me, Paul, and I don't like it. Well, it's going to happen. <laughs> Conversion therapy. <laughs> yeah. This, this is it. This is what we've been campaigning for. <laughs> Slid under the radar. As soon as he gets in, we're like, right, we're converting you all. <laughs> Everyone is now going to be... Upgraded. <laughs> yeah. You can pick any of the LGB or T, <laughs> but you have to be one. Yes, afternoon tea takes on a whole new... Uh... <laughs> Should we rate this in Feather Bowers? Yes. I don't think it's a serious thing. Obviously, it's something that I don't like the way that some people have reacted. But as with most things, it's a minority of people who've reacted in this way. And they're trying to get across their their stupid agenda. And what has actually happened is a lot of the libraries have sort of turned around and said, come on, don't be so stupid. We're putting this this on. Mm. You carry on threatening us. Well, maybe just don't come into the library on the Saturday morning when it's on. You know, you you do have that option, and they've gone they've gone ahead and done it. So I don't think it's too serious, but it is one of those things where we maybe keep an eye on the reasons why people are reacting like that, and is that something that's becoming more prevalent in more and more different stories? So I would say at the moment probably a three, with really the possibility of it going up as more things like this happen. Um, this particular case, I'm, I was going to actually give a one. I don't think that it's important at all because it's so, this is just, as with all things, mm. when they hit the headlines, it's five people. 
Yes. That probably wouldn't go to the library and watch this at all anyway. They probably don't know where the library is. Or <laughs> even have children that would yeah. go there. Uh, it's like we've got, uh, there's a campaign at the minute, Save the Local Swimming Baths. The people that have campaigned have never been there in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's a, a nonsense argument where a tiny minority of people are making a lot of noise mm. and making it sound like, is this an issue? No, it isn't. It's 10 people who started a Facebook page. Yeah. And there's a lot of bandwagon hoppers. Oh, this is terrible, terrible. There's pedos in, in public libraries and <laughs> reading to children. And the, the councillor subsidising paedophilia. It's the councillor subsidising the trans agenda. Right? <laughs> uh, as you toddle off and take your kids to see Dick Whittington at yeah. Christmas. It's a, all of you can <laughs> yeah. fuck off. You're, you're talking bullshit. No, I don't think it's important. I get where you're coming from. Yes, it's one of those... If it's going to become an issue, keep an eye on the people that are going to make it an issue mm. or how are they going to react and why are they re- I get your point, but they're idiots. Yeah, maybe maybe by ignoring them, as you're suggesting, mm. then they'll just die off. Yes. Oh. Turn up to uh, morning coffee in, <laughs> in full drag. <laughs> yeah. But with chicken fillets and high heels. Of course, of course. <laughs> the sign around my neck saying, on the game. <laughs> yeah. What have you got to round us off? We are going to have a screening Queens. <laughs> so this is a, uh, a documentary that has been on Netflix quite recently. It's not in any way connected to LGBT people or to what we've been talking about. <laughs> 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 Why, why should we do that? <laughs> we'll find a link. Have we'll you got your crowbar out there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this documentary is called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. And it is about a guy whose name I can't remember. <laughs> Obviously. This is a really good segment. <laughs> but what he did is he started, um, he started a website in America, of course, that was called Is Anyone Up? Dot com. And it was basically a revenge porn website. So anyone who had photos or videos of exes, you know, mm-hmm. they would take, once, once you split up, you could upload these photos onto, uh, onto this website along with their Facebook uh, and social media contact details and basically invited people to comment on them. Basically, it was a, an awful thing. And the the documentary is about one woman who uh, whose daughter actually had some photos stolen from her emails and put on this site, and the woman decided she wasn't going to stand for it and basically brought him down. First of all, it was a, such an awful, awful story about this guy who made... Hunter Moore. Hunter Moore, yeah. And he made an absolute fortune from doing this, but he, he was like a cult leader. Some of the comments that people were making to him and he built up this following of adoring fans, even though he was doing this awful, awful thing. It, it was just a really, really horrible story. So that's why we, it's, it's not, it's not a particularly nice watch. It's not something, you know, like a, a romp. <laughs> but, but it's thought provoking. It is, it? It's thought provoking. And, but it does make you think about there's people like that mm. who are out there, but are drag queens in the library are the ones who obviously are the threat to humanity. There's your link. Oh. Oh, order restored. <laughs> thank, thank the Lord. 
But yeah, it's a, it's, it's only, I think it's three episodes long. It's quite a, an interesting watch because he, he sort of made a, a life and a fortune out of being hated. He's not the only person, is he? Nope. Piers Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there it is. <laughs> Had to dust off the alarm for that one. We've not used it in a while. <laughs> but yeah, they, it does make you think that are we really focusing our energy is on the wrong <laughs> <laughs> the wrong uh, elements of society uh, there's hiding in plain sight and then there's just plain sight yeah <laughs> yeah no hiding involved but yes i think uh, that wraps it up uh, if you've not cancelled your netflix subscription then <laughs> then go uh, go and check it out and we will be back soon with some more nine bob note more podcasty goodness. Yay. Stay safe out there, boys and girls. It's a terrible world. Watch out for those drag queens. <laughs> <laughs>